Hi, I'm Nicole Spezio. And hi, I'm Jenny Donheiser. And this, and this is How, How Are You Brainwashed? brainwashed? Hi, 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 hi. podcast. Oh, sorry to that. I regret <laughs> <Yeah>. it immediately. <laughs> Every time you sing, you tell me to cut it out. You're like, know, cut it out. No I, one needs to Why do I always want to sing? I just love it inside of me. <laughs> so you're a singer. No needs to hear it. <laughs> singer first. Dancer never. Babe, what's going on? How are you? Hey, babe, I'm doing okay. What is happening? I got my vagina touched again today by a okay. physical therapist. You know, it's very, she's taking a very holistic approach, which I'm appreciating. What does that mean? Or like, you know, it's all related. Do you know what I mean? My yeah, broken yeah. vagina, my my diastasis recti, my scar. Hold, please, what's that? What's that? Oh. What's diastasis recti? That is when your abdomen muscles separate, which I do have, unfortunately. Although I did ask her today, like, I was like, is this like the worst you've seen? Middle, like normal? And she said it was like pretty normal. She was like, I'm not like feeling your gap and being like, oh my God. Why so, would you think it was the worst? I don't know. You know, I just wanted to, she feels people's ab gaps all day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where I fell in the scale of ab okay, gap. Sure. Yeah, she's like, your pelvic floor is doing too much. And we need to tell your pelvic floor, you did, you've done your work here. You, you can, can relax, honey. You can let go. What does that mean? Just like clenched all the time? Yes, yes. My pelvic floor is very tight. It's making up for my lost core is what we think is happening. Trying to give you like support. Yes. And so I need to train my core to come back and tell Uh my pelvic floor to let go. Does, is that how it feels like in your day to day that it, that it's like your full Kegel mode all the time? No, just when I try intercourse. Oh, well, we leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening because I'm closed for business. And maybe also that's psychological. Do you know what I mean? It's all related. Yeah. Lady trauma, Gaga. The body, trauma of the birth, you know. Yeah. Telling my birth story. You know, we relate back to my birth story a lot and how there's trauma there. So maybe my body... And also because I labored for so long, you know, she also massaged my C-section scar today. That's emotional because that was trauma too. Yeah. It's all connected. And I like that. It seems like we're taking in the whole experience. Does the massaging of the C-section scar hurt physically? Yes. Also? Yeah. We're breaking up some scar tissue, I'm guessing. It's, it's. I don't know. Anyway. That's what's going on with me. I had that again today. That's and good. It was nice. Yeah, I really like her. Good. Shout out to Sonia Ryder. Reader, I don't know how to say her last name. If you're looking for pelvic floor therapy, postpartum services. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. You want to go to a lovely garden level townhouse midwife office and have her massage your C-section scar or, or vagina. Pelvic what's floor. garden level? Garden level is like you don't go up the steps of the townhouse to get into the apartment. You go in that little door that's under the steps. That's the garden level. (laughs) Awesome. What's going on with you, my friend? Well, I just wanted to say a little bit about my experience seeing our best friend Ariana Maddox in Chicago. Oh, please. Yes, please. Um, Mostly because I need to shout out the staff at the Ambassador Theater who are incredible and amazing. 
Number one, Mike and I went to dinner beforehand. This is my my birthday present for Mike is tickets to see Chicago to see Ariana. And we went to dinner beforehand. I had lots of leftovers and I, I can't leave a leftover. So I did bring a huge bag of leftovers to the theater, which seemed psycho. <laughs> I thought I'm going to just do it and just sort of see what happens. And the guy outside manning the, what is it called when you go through the metal detector? The metal detector person. Metal detector person. Sure. Yeah. Um, He saw us with our huge bag. He's like, is that full of food? And I was like, yes. And he saw my huge pregnant stomach and he said, you know what? I'm going to hold on to it for you. Come see me at the stage door after. Get your oh, big bag. Oh, my food. God. So that was so nice. And yeah. then when I go to my seat, the usher saw my huge pregnant belly again she said you need to go to the bathroom before the show starts i said yeah that'd be great she let me cut the whole damn line oh and go wow to the bathroom. oh i was yes. feeling like true pregnant royalty at chicago yes. so i have to say the customer service was really incredible yeah now for the show and i <laughs> you know i think as an actor i never want to say anything bad about my community and i think you know <laughs> I think it's but, been on for a long time. Yeah. Close that goddamn and, um, show. Was it very cool to see my friend Ariana Maddox in the show? Absolutely. Her wig her wig was not good. There's too much lace. It's, yeah. it's harsh. I, I don't know what's going on with the wig. But she did some singing and some dancing. Her dancing was really great, I think, because of Dancing with the Stars. She's yeah. been practicing all summer or whatever that season did was. Did she win? No, I think she came like third place or something. Oh, who won? I don't care, Jenny. I don't okay, know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're free to look it up, but I, <laughs> I don't care enough to. But she did go to theater school, I think, in Florida. Huge shout out. And I will say that Broadway darling Max von Essen played Billy Flynn and was actually legitimately so fun and great. Oh, good. But the big takeaway for me is that the staff at the Ambassador Theater cares about pregnant women, and I love them. And then we, because it was my birthday, we went to get Junior's Cheesecake to go after the show, which was great. And yeah, it was a great birthday. That's so, Good job, Mike Ducat. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> um, really Charlie D'Amillo. Is that how you say her name? Charlie, Charlie. D'Amillo. Charlie D'Amelio won Dancing with the she Stars. She won Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God. Like she won what? <laughs> Char, what is a Charlie D'Amelio? Who is that? TikTok. TikTok, TikTok child. Every time I watch Keeping Up, Keeping Up. Nope. Just the Kardashians now. It's called the Kardashians on Hulu. It uh, tries to make me watch her reality show right after. And I go, who are you? Yeah, I don't think I need that energy yeah. of like two children being famous and their parents. Like, I don't I don't need that. Yeah, it seems scary. Amazing. Should we bring our guest in? <laughs> yes. Full disclosure, I had a baby recently and my brain is mush, mush, mush. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> so if I sentences don't make sense, that is why. But I'm putting my best foot forward here and I did just have a coffee. <laughs> so we I are... mean, I have to right now. I, I have no baby. I have no reason for the ways that I'm not going to be able to form sentences. So I look forward to y'all being able to make my words happen for me, please. <laughs> we'll do a lot of editing and posts to construct the sentences exactly yeah. how we want them. Yes, I use a program to remove all those pauses and ums. It's gorgeous. I'm like, take out all the likes. And it please. just removes all the likes. Wait, are you being real? 
Yes, you can have it. Take out ums and likes. I I didn't know you did that. I kind of do it manually still because I don't trust the AI. But if you want to trust the AI, they can do it for you. Do you leave in some to make it sound real? Yes. Because sometimes the AI tries to remove a like that I'm like, no, that's an important. That like needs to be there. (laughs) Which is my opinion about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that like when I'm doing home. my simile work. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because we need that. Because when you're talking about something someone said, you're always you're always like, and then they were like, if you take that like out, mm. it does sound weird. And then they, I guess you could actually maybe I'll experiment. No, wait, there's like, like what were similes of like and then as? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like an ocean. <laughs> No, I was what as is- an ocean. I was as an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why uh, school? Teach us anything else, you know? <laughs> Teach us how to live. No, life. that's a nice one. Similes, good. One. You still think yeah, about I've, it? I'm not trying to get the budget cut for similes. I'm trying to get the <laughs> budget cut for football. <laughs> You're right. Keep the similes. I can't tell when I'm supposed to tell you things that I've noticed to tell you about. I, we're not there yet, right? Okay. I need to hold on. <laughs> let's. Is let's, that true? Let's, or are we? Let's intro. Okay. Let's. Nicole. Let's. We're gonna formally. officially formally intro you. Okay. This genius actor, artist, one of the funniest, most delightful humans alive. Please welcome to the podcast, Preston Martin. Woo-hoo! Hi. Now hey. it's started. And now, now, it's now we're here. <laughs> but you can use some of that banter we had before when we just said hi to Ab- each other. I mean, it was Absolutely. liquid gold. We'll put I, it in for sure. Gold. Mouth, mouth gold. Liquid gold <laughs> saliva. Which is something I did for Pipeline once, actually, was had the gold. You know, the um, yes. the gray man? Is that what it was called? And there was a postcard uh-huh, uh-huh. of gold coming out of a person's mouth. Preston was the person. They used and- your mouth. <laughs> Yes. Were you in and Grayman? Was, I was not. <laughs> Just the mouth on the postcard. Just yeah. the mouth on the postcard. And it was like honey and gold, like edible gold, something or other. And I spent a whole day and it just came right out of my mouth. And I had honey and I had like a really intense sugar high. I didn't even swallow this honey, but the, it just seeped through whatever pores are inside of a mouth into my bloodstream. Whoa. Do you love that there was some meeting where they're like, we have to get the most beautiful mouth we can find <laughs> to put on the postcard. Get me Preston Martin stat. <laughs> yeah, that actually does feel pretty good. <laughs> we don't want this person on stage. Please, we right. would rather not. No, but... Don't even give them an audition, but get the <laughs> mouth on the postcard. Please. Get the jaw on that card. Get it all out. Let's spread gold honey all over that jaw. I love that. I remember we made clown bar promo videos and we made someone dress up as a clown and snort cocaine. Obviously not real cocaine, but I think we made oh, thank them. you. Okay. Whatever it was, <laughs> it was like none of us knew like what to do. Like nobody had What's been on like. to go in a nose? Like I don't think that there's a <laughs> yeah, product. We weren't working with a prop master, like anyone who had ever done a movie who could tell us what to do. You can do like beat powdered b12 there's something that you can do but now they don't do it anymore because even just putting stuff in your nose is harmful (laughs) but this poor person 
we just made them do it over and over again. And once again, this is like a low budget promo video for like an off off Broadway play. And we made them destroy their nose. And, you know, they shouldn't let children do stuff. <laughs> Always be an adult present. I mean, but right. even when you're an adult that they they almost killed that first tin man famously uh, painted him famously. all silver, <laughs> closed all his pores up, couldn't be in the show, in the movie. Wow, I but, forgot about that. Yeah, anything for art. We all are, yeah, make mistakes. I know, especially with film early on. They're just like, uh, I guess let's, yeah, let dangle people from. (laughs) I feel like the like one of the child labor laws is because Shia LaBeouf who we support i guess or we don't i don't know but i, don't, um, I think i think don't he's remember off. he's off in the culture i think we're now. off him but i think that he was like in a vat of chili for even stevens and like burned his whole skin <laughs> no it's not funny it's and, not funny i'm, I'm yeah i laughed the one that's i'm sorry i'm sorry i know yeah, no one's the I rest have of a us human are a son and i'm like <laughs> I can't burn we just want to say that we stand with unions and laws <laughs> of labor <laughs> safety are important and we're glad that we did the strikes. Okay, so Preston. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, babe? How are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so interesting. I'm so lovely. I'm so complicated. <laughs> I'm so all of it. How yeah. about y'all? Wait, I wanted to really hear what your little, because you all talk a little bit before. So, okay, wait, you need to know something. <laughs> You've never listened to any podcast. You don't know what we're doing here. When you asked me to do this podcast, um, I said, I'm terrified. And so, yes, I'll do it because I'm so scared. I'm not a podcast folk. I have heard snippets, but until you talk to me, I I said, oh, I'm going to have to like cram on this really fast. So I did speed through. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. Almost all of... How Whoa. we brainwashed them. Whoa. <laughs> You're the one and only. <laughs> I think there was something that you were saying, like from Natalie Walker was uh, a brainwash head, but I think it's Preston. Preston might be the brainwash head. <laughs> well, I don't know much about podcasts. So I do feel like an alien pretending to be on a podcast and to understand That's fun. what's happening in this very moment. Basically, we just talk. <laughs> it's sort of like any conversation, just there's, they're going to, people will hear it. But in many ways, the conversations are already like that. People do hear them. So it's, I think you just think of it as a normal thing. Maybe some of us will guide with our intentions of where we want the conversation to go. But that also happens in real conversations. So it's sort of, I think you're prepared. Yeah. I think I'm prepared too, just to talk. Yeah. Even though I famously like my conversations to be quite private. So this is um, <laughs> like- against everything I stand for. But that's what's so fun about it. We're all stretching and growing. It doesn't matter how old you are. You still stretch. Yes. If you now, say something really bad, we'll cut it out for your safety and ours. So it's, you I'm know, so kind. You keep it private. You will, but... you will cut it out or AI will cut it out? Both. 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 <laughs> well, you let the robots take a pass and then the nuance <laughs> of a human goes through and says, that one can still be dicey. Let's get rid of it. That is what jobs are going to be is people checking AI's work. The future oh. of jobs is people checking AI. Quality control. Yeah. Quality yep. control of yep. a robot. Yep. All right. It's really cool and fun. It is really cool and fun. Do you want yes. to know something else that I noticed? Okay. Yes. There is one. 
Yes. Um, there's one loose end I have just plot wise is I don't know if Jenny ever went to Cheesecake Factory. I know she went to Hibachi. <laughs> I know she got a Hibachi experience and somebody didn't catch a broccoli, but I don't know if she made it to Cheesecake Factory before birth. I didn't. I didn't. Oh. And now will I ever go? Now that yes. I'm a child. I guess that, what a, that's a child-friendly restaurant. That's like the child-friendly restaurant. They're obsessed with them there. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere in Brooklyn, I'm like, a baby can't fit in here. And you wouldn't want. It's too intimate. You know? I can't take my baby, to, baby a to a cocktail a bar. I did well, take my baby to a bar this weekend for the first time. And that was. Talk about it. I was scared. I was stressed. But um, was the bar was loud, so no one heard when he was crying. <laughs> I kept holding him out because he likes to face people, which is very sweet. But I kept talking to people and holding him, and he was facing the other person. And I kept being like, is he crying? <laughs> What's his face doing? Does he look happy or sad? So that was – it was weird. But yeah. Oh, you I needed like a, a rear view mirror for your child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. In front – a front view rear view mirror. Yeah, I needed a little mirror in front of him so that I could see his little face. When it's too loud, you can't hear them cry. That's what I learned. So maybe don't <laughs> take your baby to a crowded bar. It is very fun how much you all talk about NYU because it is so much fun to reminisce. And <laughs> what was that <laughs> face? I can't imagine that you're telling the truth, but sure. Uh. <laughs> but I was in a production of Rhinoceros when I was a sophomore. And my parents came all the way from Southwest Virginia to come see this production in the Lynn Hart at Playwrights Horizons. And my sister had just given birth and she did bring that baby. <laughs> to rhinoceros? Oh she my God. A less than one year old child to an existential frolic <laughs> uh, done by college kids. So that was, wow. and it went really well. She, apparently, she did recognize me and kind of like reached towards my voice a few times, which was. I, I did not see it because I was so in it. I was so in the work as the logician. Um, <laughs> and then there was a moment where she did give a little cry. Uh-huh, and sure. I do remember the director afterwards very sweetly being like, I decided that there was just a baby rhinoceros in that moment. So it was fine. <laughs> I was like, taking it very seriously um, and trying wow. to uh, explain the choice of a baby crying in her show. Wow. Wow, brave, brave of your sister. And also congrats to that baby for not only crying, only crying once. once. I know, I'm shocked. Only crying once. What and that's long. Did it think like, was happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there's screaming, there's yelling, there's big loud sounds. There's people on. turning into rhinoceroses, there's oh. stampeding. Wow. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe your sister was like, oh, it's like a sort of an animal friendly play that's gotta be for kids. <laughs> Just didn't read the synopsis. Right, 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 right. And you can't give up a chance to bring your child to New York, right? Let it see the <laughs> they, sights. They love it. They love the Highline. They're obsessed. <laughs> Babies are obsessed with the Highline. My oh. mom came to some college show, I feel like right when vapes were invented and was just uh, vaping throughout the whole thing. Like first row, just like constant vaping. And I did get mad about that after. I was like, you can't just come and fucking vape. Okay. But, when, but no. Was it legal inside? I guess I, there was is. like a period, you know, much yeah, like the COVID, like when we didn't know what the rules were yet. I think it could just, people were like, well, it's not a cigarette. So I guess you are allowed to do it. You're just vaping through the whole show. Kind of bad. But I guess 
if she if it were a specific flavor that matched the yeah. tone of the show, here we go. So true. We've got a Ooh, immersive. Yes. <laughs> We've got an immersive 4D experience. <laughs> the four. Yeah, people don't talk enough about what flavor the shows are. <laughs> well, do you remember there was such a big deal? There was that Our Town where they actually there was the nothing bacon. on stage, but then you could smell the bacon, and that was all anybody said about that. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, you don't know, you're not familiar with the Is famous the Bacon Hour Town. Michael Shannon one? <laughs> Wouldn't I know. I, I only know about the bacon. I didn't you see only know about the bacon. just heard about I, the bacon. There was also Starring that Sweeney bacon. Todd that they like did in a pie shop and I feel like everyone ate pies during the production. Do you guys remember that? Was that Sweeney Todd or was that waitress? Okay. No, it was like the Barrow Street Theater mm-hmm. production of Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd. And I was like, uh, but- I like a gimmick. The pies are supposed to be murdered people, you know, and they're giving out pies. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, and here we go. What What is the audience seeing, feeling, smelling in that audience? And I said, well, I'm in the shop. I'm about to go into one of these pies and all the people around me are going to eat me. Pretty clever. Did you see that production? I did. Well, if you were going to make a pie to taste like a human sort of, what would you put in oh it? Oh my God, Nicole. Okay, never mind. Okay. No, um, uh, no I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but I'm. that would taste like wait, a human. We're, t- we're trying to make it taste like a human, even though it isn't. Oh, like well, if it was I like the thing they that sold. At, that that pie maker at Sweeney Todd, that that was the assignment she was given. <laughs> but she was probably <laughs> trying to disguise the human flavor. Or do you think the people liked it so much because it tasted like human, but you wouldn't know <laughs> what a human tasted like? Oh, my God. This it is, is that tricky. It is that tricky. And that's what makes it brilliant or not brilliant. I feel like chick- <laughs> well, Preston, chicken. you actually had the, the pie. So yeah. Did what you... kind of pie? I don't remember there? the pie. Oh, oh, wow. Well, huge slam on the pie maker. <laughs> there were I don't remember I getting remember pie. I don't, I don't remember getting pie. I don't know if, they, if everyone got pie. Mm, okay. Oh, it was like a, a, if yeah, you got a, a cheap special seat, ticket. Didn't, didn't I think I had pie, cheap seat, no pie. That's what I believe but i really don't remember but wait okay i do want to answer the question what i would put in a pie to make yeah this is a good question oh, really i thought we were <laughs> kind of trying to <laughs> get ready to move it. past that as soon as it came out of my mouth i said oh no no one's gonna like this <laughs> chicken chicken no it has to be it has to be a step above it has to be like a capon or a mutton it has to be something funkier oh a mutton i don't uh, know what capon or mutton is <laughs> yeah what <laughs> like, <laughs> I think capon is different chicken, and I think mutton is different lamb. Different chicken, different chicken. Because you can't just do classic chicken or classic lamb because we've had that a million times. It needs to be something that sort of you're not familiar with, not super familiar with. Yeah, like haggis. Well, like uh, oh, that's clever. What do the Brits have for breakfast? That's blood. Blood sausage. Blood Mm. sausage. Ick. Does that make sense? A blood the sausage blood pie. Sausage app with Preston. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. You all are supposed <laughs> no, to be steering this you. in the right direction. <laughs> we're sorry, help, and we're talking help about us out of here. <laughs> human pies. <laughs> the famous <laughs> blood sausage app. <laughs> okay, this is going oh, great. Wow. <laughs> Wait, Preston. If you don't listen to podcasts, what do you do on your commute? What do you think about in the shower? Yeah. yeah. What do you do oh. when you're like cooking? Well, mm, it's music. It's music all the time, music. and I have real pretentious indie rock, indie pop shit taste. 
but this year specifically, literally January, I said, I need to maybe go into some new directions, especially when I'm working out. Cause now I've gotten bored of my workout because mm. I just started going to the gym very recently. And so for a while I was like, oh my God, this is so fresh and new. So the music is doing it no longer. So then I started books on tape and then just not Working books on tape books is on not tape. what they are. Audiobooks. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. That's how like, we know what you meant. We know you like, people talking yeah. into a speaker. Yeah. So it was music. So then audiobooks. I just listened to Braiding Sweetgrass, which was incredible and really special and really profound and very difficult and also very enlightening and illuminating. And now I'm listening to the creative act when I'm working out, which is Mm. really interesting. Just Rick Rubin's book about how to make things and how to like sit inside yourself as an artist. And I am finding it really fun to do the physical and the sort of like emotional, mental lifting all at the same time. And I do have like really found moments of euphoria of like, oh, yes, I am a fully realized person understanding new concepts and forgiving myself for things and knowing where I'm going to try to head next with my humanity with these audiobooks. And this has like been a month, month and a half. So I'm trying to find more things like that, I guess, sort of in the I'm not going to say self-help. I'm not interested in self-help because I think that can be quite a racket. I guess just philosophy and, and human experience things because I'm a big searcher in that way. Mm. I bought my husband that book for his birthday. Did he read it? I don't know. But he loves that kind of book. <laughs> He's been reading The Artist's Way for five years, <laughs> I feel like. Which you got to take your time. Every you, you night he can't. goes to bed, he said, I'm going to revisit The Artist's Way. And I say, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't rush it. Yeah. I am finding the creative act very interesting. If I had read it any sooner, it would not have meant much to me. But going through an artistic process recently that was so illuminating and difficult and also really fucking fun. I'm listening to Rick Rubin. I'm actually reliving that artistic process. Mm -hmm. And it's retroactively giving me like some permissions for some things I thought was just me and my social anxiety or things that I thought was just me and my like confidence issues. I'm like, oh, no, this is actually quite universal for a lot of artists who are taking it, you know, seriously, maybe too seriously. But I'm liking that. Some things it's like things you've heard plenty of. It's maybe not so fresh, but other moments are they're really shedding some light on how my brain and my heart works. So Beautiful. I recommend that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll download it because I don't have the capacity to read. I, I normally yeah. re- read to go to bed and now... I can't do that. It also, is. Rick Rubin's voice is also super bassy mm, and soothing, soothing and really gorgeous. And then there's these singing bowl tones that happen in between each chapter. Wow. So, and he's thought about it, you know, as a full oral experience too. Right, as of a course. Music producer, wow. But you got to send to that with your baby. Oh my god! Maybe I will. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went through a period in there early of like self help artist way, like doing that. And there's one that I always come back to which is definitely a racket called finding your north star was that what it was called finding your north star but there's one thing that i took away from it which i bring up a lot nicole you're gonna roll your eyes at me which is the shackles on shackles off i know, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say we're trying to act like i don't know what you're gonna say <laughs> so tell us all about shackles on shackles which, off, which I, I don't think is a bad idea but i do think you bring it up a lot <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh no, has Preston heard of it? Because they listened to all the episodes already. 
I didn't listen to every episode, so I don't remember shackles Shackles on, on, shackles off. It's just the idea of certain things you have shackles on about and you have to shackles off them, like dating or like your, you know, journaling or something that you're giving yourself these mandates to do or like, I should be better at this or I should be doing this. And you're creating this barrier in your brain that you have to shackles off ultimately. (laughs) So every time I come across something, I'm like, I always say shackles on, shackles off, and everyone rolls their eyes at me. But it like the imagery for some reason did really stick. No, so it's good, good imagery. You just, you just bring up a lot, which is also good and fine. But it's like so shackles on is like it gives you anxiety, the thought of it. It makes yeah. you feel worried and tense. But so what is what is something you have shackles on about? And what is something you have shackles off about, Jeanette? Well, for a while, it was probably around having a child. And then, you know, you got shackles on about that. How do I get to a place of shackles off about that? Currently, I don't know, probably a similar, like, am I still an artist? Do I still, like, what is who? What is my even identity at this point? Because Oof. Mm-hmm. now I'm just mm-hmm. sort of a feeding tube. And I kind of have to let that. That's a shackles on thought, though. But are you hearing what you just said? You're literally creating that life still. Like, that is a creative person. And that's something that Mm -hmm. Rick Rubin does speak to is like the very first chapters are just like, it's everybody. We're all doing it. We're all doing creative acts every moment. So you feeding your child is like your body creating subconsciously or what's that called? Like involuntarily. Mm -hmm. And then you're creating this child's entire experience of living right now. And like the way that that parallels with the other artistic endeavors that you are doing and are going to continue to do and that you're going to have all of this stuff to draw from. And it's also about the phases. Like he does speak to, you know, dormancy. That's not actual dormancy. It's like the Mm. winter, the seeds under the ground. It's like entirely frozen and it is already doing the work. Like currently right now, the flowers we're not even seeing yet. They're already working to show themselves in just a little bit. Okay, this sounds so healing and lovely. Yeah, we like this. We like the sound of this. This is for us, for sure. Yeah. And you can just do like a little little page at a time. Yeah, He's going to tell you when you can pause because there's a dung every time. Nicole, do you have any like uh, shackles on, shackles off? Do you have any like not self-help necessarily, but this this sort of mode we're talking about, about like. Do you have a, a book or an artist or a creator or something that speaks to you that you that you really like or you live by? I am in the genre. I'll go to any class, any healer, any yes. anything for sure. So, I mean, but also the artist way has sat untouched on my bookshelf for seven years. So will I ever sort of crack into it? I don't know. You have but shackles like... on about the artist way. But 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 maybe I don't. <laughs> Maybe I I just don't feel called to do it. And maybe that's also okay. I don't feel anxiety about it. It's just um, something that I'm not feeling moved to interact Mm. with at this point. I'm interacting with plenty of my famous, my tarot card reader, my shaman, you know, my whole team. Heard about um, it. (laughs) My team. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my girls. (laughs) Me and my girls. (laughs) Fixing my brain. But I don't know. Sometimes with a book, sometimes the books get too specific. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, and maybe I'm thinking just about, I've been reading so many motherhood, pregnancy related books and stuff lately too. And sometimes we'll just get to something. I'm like, oh, I really wish you hadn't said that because I was sort of with you. And now, mm-hmm. now I question you as the person that I'm listening to. But also you shouldn't be l- fully listening to everything someone is saying. You got to pick and choose what you think. Right, but, right, right. 
I was talking to a mom over the weekend and she was talking about all of this reparenting that she's doing for herself or her children, basically. Have you all come across that term or like, does that mean much to you all, the reparenting? I'm doing a lot of inner child stuff with uh, with my girl, my shaman. And it is, I don't know, it is just real. (laughs) I think it's really real. And I'm sure that about to have children and Jenny having like I, I'm sure it's about to all just come up in ways that we can't even understand of relating to. I mean, it, it, it's just crazy, right? Like when I was child, I was so like sad and weird and lonely. And like, we just don't think of kids like that. We think of them as mm. stupid kids that run around. But like, it's just the depth of feeling of a child is so intense. The, mm-hmm. the drama of the gifted child, that book. Okay, do we all yes. know that? <laughs> Um, I'm sure our children will all be gifted, so I'm sure they're going to have <laughs> depression and anxiety. So <laughs> to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah, yeah, the pendulum has fully swung to gentle parenting, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think that's lovely. I'm sure people are going too far with it. But I do think the idea of actually acknowledging why a child is upset, so telling them to stop, all of that sort of language of you know, let's actually get on the child's level and try to figure out what actually they're upset about and not just have them meet us at where we are. It's like they're Mm. a child. Why are we expecting them to stop crying? Like, or maybe they're having, you know, it's related to some anxiety or they were triggered and let's actually like, hey, bud, (laughs) what's going on? You know, like, so there's a lot. That's what's happening in the world of parenting right now. And it is really interesting to think about how our parents were just sort of like, shush up go to your room right right the level of discipline very different than what they're up to now so but also like how do you what if if a child's screaming what do you right and then yeah it's like every day and you're like but can i have peace for once in my life you know but this is i mean this is I, i last saw this mom like nine months ago ish and at that time her oldest was having quite a bit of what you're saying, like just a lot of crying, a lot of screaming, a lot of just emotions and expression of the emotion. And I could see how drained she was by taking this approach. But now it's a like almost a year later and I have seen like a massive difference in this child and mm. they are just learning. And the way she was putting it made me really understand that like by him going through these things right now and her giving him the space to do that and not going wild. Like she's not going to let her child hurt another child. She's not going to like, it's not inappropriate, but especially at home, sort of letting him cycle through his own emotions and understand it. He's not going to have to do some of the work that some of us are doing now Mm -hmm. to actually allow ourselves to go through an entire feeling or an entire cycle of something, which i just thought was really admirable now that child's gonna have to deal with something else they didn't learn you know like none yeah of we're us gonna set them up it. in a way that we don't know absolutely. yet absolutely and we'll get there in 20 years and see how we <laughs> did that but what you know we want to do the same thing yeah right yeah approach it from a different angle and hopefully from a softer angle that i don't know just makes for more wholly realized children who love themselves maybe mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. feel comfortable in their own judgment and body and spirit <laughs> and mind could be yeah. could be kind of awesome. Could be. <laughs> Imagine. Well, I feel like this conversation is a perfect segue. Perfect transition. Perfect transition. 
The question, Preston Martin, that we ask everyone on this podcast is how are you brainwashed? And by that, we mean what did you grow up thinking was real, true, that you have since learned now was ultimately brainwashing? Well, we have basically already been talking about it. I know, I know. But I do it for a moment. I kind of want to turn a question back to y'all for just a second, because something I really love that you both say many times, you do mention several times that you're both rule followers, (laughs) which I also subscribe to that camp. So we're all here in our company together. And I'm I just think this question, as I was thinking about the different things, I got in my head a little bit being like, but I don't want to break a a rule. Like, I don't want to break the rule of the brainwash. And so if I talk (laughs) about it, who am I going to upset? And what rule am I breaking? So I'm so curious about like how you all feel coming into this question every time you have a, a guest of like kind of breaking the rules a little bit, or I don't know, maybe that's a... Maybe that's not how you see it, but I'm so curious what this question is like for y'all. Wow. Turned it around on us. You're the first (laughs) ever. Wow. I'm always very curious. You know, we never know how people are going to go light if they're going to go not light. Like if Mm. somebody's really going to bring in and obviously we're happy to like go there if somebody wants to go there. But yeah, I mean, there's so much richness to how like the amount of brainwashing we were all exposed to and the amount of brainwashing we will expose our children to. Like we were just saying, like, it's, I just love hearing everyone's different experiences. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Been... And we've definitely had some people break the rules and not mm-hmm. understand sort of answer in a way that we thought was going to yes. get answered. And that's also fun. Kind of, here's the thing when you're like sitting with your best friend, you're like, we should do a podcast sort of, kind of just pick something and um and this is what we picked and i do think it makes for interesting conversations for sure but you know really it could be anything so you like the, um, i do you like the question nicole or have you grown to resent the question oh my god oh you still know like this is therapy between me and jenny no i still like that i like I'm an actor. You guys might not know this, but I'm an actor. And so I am genuinely just interested in how humans work, why we behave the way that we do, what things we're aware of and what we're not aware of and how that plays out. So yeah, I want to get into everybody's little freaky mind and see what's going on in there. So yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love that it goes against the grain of like rule followers, but also like let's break out of this jail cell that we've been put in and not follow these rules and so mine is a little bit maybe a little bit like meta and esoteric but and it's also maybe a challenge to you as uh, a parent and a soon-to-be parent but my thing is I just I'm like who who are we answering to and I feel like as a child you are constantly answering to someone and that list is very long and there's religion, there's parents, there's teachers, there's mentors, there's society, there's blah, 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 blah. But then now that I'm an adult, I find myself still acting like I'm answering to someone who is absolutely not there and kind of holding me back from living a lot of my truth and really accessing my authenticity in a way that feels safe and exciting and like flowing. And I'm not saying this is in no way me like coming out as an atheist or like me dissing religion or like, 
or fuck the system or anything like that. It's actually a much more emotional feeling of like if you're constantly practicing following somebody else's guidelines, following somebody else's rules, and you're not used to trying to create your own, then when you do get to a space, especially as a lot of artists have to create their own lives in a way that there's no blueprint for and somebody else's blueprint never fits your fits ever anybody else's like who who am I answering to when I'm trying to book an acting job who am I answering to when I'm just trying to write something that feels authentic to me who am I answering to when I'm trying to write something I've been hired to do that fits a certain purpose who am I answering to even when I'm getting dressed and going outside and I'm really trying to do a lot of the work definitely through therapy of trying to unhook a lot of the things that just don't make sense or are literally things that are not in my life anymore that I'm still like practicing under. And it's really freaking hard. And so that's something I'm so curious about. Like, for sure, we need to be teaching kids how to be safe. We need to teach kids how to treat one another. And that's, I think, important. So I do think there's a balance to this question. It's like, you do need to answer to some sort of moral code. But as far as like all of the, and this is sort of a question of like, also the judges that come up that we have to deal with, I think as artists and that like sort of stick around those voices in your head, the parts of yourself that are always going to be doubting yourself, the parts of yourself that are going to be holding you back, the inner saboteur of it all. But yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot. And just like realizing when I really sit down and think of myself fully, the most like authentic version of me, how that feeling is so different than how I actually kind of walk around because of the things that mm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to answer to. Mm. That's where I went. <laughs> I, whoa. I yeah love it. I think it's such yeah. a great answer and something that's totally relatable. I think, yeah, growing up as rule follower, for sure. Like I feel I learned the skill of trusting myself late in the game. Mm. I think that I was very Ooh. much like, okay, I'm baby, you're mommy, whether that's teacher, parent, <laughs> whatever. Like you have answer and I listen and do what I want. And so I think, honestly, it got really bad, I think, during early COVID mm-hmm. because it was so yes. anxiety producing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm allowed to do, what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. do. Oh yeah, Is everything okay? Am I safe? And I was just like calling my parents all the time because I also like Mike, my husband got COVID like right March 20th, you know, and at that point I was like, oh, is he going to die? You right. know, and I was terrified um, because we just didn't know anything. And also that, you know, was possible. So I think that like traumatic experience and also being like, well, my government will save me. My government will tell me exactly Mm. what I'm allowed to do and we'll do the right thing and we'll all follow it. Like that all just shattered. And Mm -hmm. I think really showed me actually know that you have to decide for yourself Mm -hmm. sort of what you feel okay about, what you believe to be true, what you think is right. But yeah, it took a long time, I think, because of the the gratification of the rule following of like okay yes. I do what you tell me you tell me I do good how could right. I know I'm good if if 
no one told me what to do to be good. Yeah. And all those rules were so difficult to follow that every day I made it through a day where I had followed the rules exactly. I was like, yeah. I did it again. And I like succeeded at this really difficult thing. So therefore I'm going to like mm -hmm. push myself to be even more of the, like follow the rule even harder tomorrow. And mm -hmm. the isolation that I ended up experiencing, a lot of people experience, I think was absolutely overboard for at least for me and the choices that I was making. And yeah, that was not an easy experience. It also led me to sort of this therapy journey that I'm on for sure of being like, uh-oh. Time to check in. Time to things check wrong. in. <laughs> things wrong. Yeah, I think like learning the lesson of you can follow all the rules and things are still going to fall apart or you mm -hmm. can do everything right. And that doesn't mean that you're, yeah. So when that lesson comes into play, I'm like, okay, I got to just make things work for me. And I following everything is not going to lead to what I think it's going to lead to. I'm not going to get what I want or, you know, get this gratification. I have to make the rules work for me and however they work. And I'm learning that with the baby right now because there's so many things they tell you to do and not do. And everybody has different opinions on what's safe and what's not safe and what's good and what's not good. And I'm just like, you have to unfortunately just be like well this is working for me and apparently online a lot of people think that's bad but this is how you know like my son likes to sleep and that's what we're gonna do <laughs> you know like it's the only yeah. way there's so much of that that I'm having to be like I really want to follow the rules but there's too many rules and also there there's rules. so many people saying that rule is bad like they're exactly. like that's actually an outdated rule and this year we now do this and you're like okay like you know, when it's our like parents every English. other year, eat eggs, don't eat eggs, eat <laughs> eggs, don't eat eggs. It's, you know, you can't keep up. Yeah, the contradictions. And it's so crazy how much these things then mar your sense of intuition. And then all of a sudden you're like, yes. I, I think for me, something I'm breaking apart is that my intuition had actually like turned into fear. And what I thought was me following my intuition was actually me following my fear. And now that I know that they are two separate entities inside of this body, that's a really interesting feeling. And it's taking a while to sort of make bolder choices and to follow the intuition as opposed to the fear. But that intuition is just like alignment. And you intuitively probably know when to pick up your baby and put down your baby. You know, I think that's just more to having a baby than that but um but, they're, but then you online they're like no only pick up your baby when they do this you know like and you start to get in your head and you're like no i should just my instinct mm -hmm. is correct and i should trust my instinct someone told me like this baby is for yeah. you and you are for it and like you're gonna figure it out together and you're also like learning resiliency too there right because like if your intuition leads you astray then you learn the lesson you don't do it again right like right. we can trust ourselves right. it, that we yeah most mistakes it's okay. Like you, you don't have to make that choice forever. You can make a different choice next time. Most things you can come back from, not all things, but most things you can not come back things. from. So yeah. Yeah. But I think that's such a good point too, is like the identifying if it's anxiety talking to me or if it's my like true gut mm -hmm, feeling mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that that helped a lot be free me and like knowing who was in charge, <laughs> who was running things. Is it scared nicole or is it like deeply grounded wise nicole yes wise nicole and wise nicole is always there that's the thing so like that's the no. really wild thing and the the biggest lesson i mean honestly 
it's infuriating that the one thing that is helping me navigate all of this is slowing down. And I'm just like, well, that's bullshit because (laughs) I work really fast, really well. So I don't like that the answer is to go against my Mm. grain of speed. And it's like the second that I slow down, it's like my intuition is like, hi, thank you so much for Mm. um, allowing me a voice in this room as we make this decision, because I promise you, I do have the center to give you. So yeah, that's why it's good to not always listen to a podcast in the shower or a Rick Rubin book while you're mm. at the gym. Sometimes you need to give the, the brain a little space to tell you what it's up to. Yes. But which not is... this podcast. Everyone still listen to this <laughs> listen, to the... listen, just because you're in the shower doesn't mean you need to turn this off. But... but also I did my so I did a comedy residency at Ars Nova in 2022 and I did a show that was so fun and hard to make. But the basis it was of it fucking was genius like it was the so good thank you it was like building whole worlds in the shower and like that all of your answers mm. will come to you when you slow down and i think it's also because i'm a cancer hey jenny and <gasps> oh, <yes>. um <laughs> also my parents are aquarius so i have a very similar relationship to the two of y'all with my Amazing. parents it's really fun wow. but yeah so i think as a water sign the the shower is a really safe space for me <laughs> But I used to like only listen to music in the shower. And then when I was building that show, I'd stopped and I just had the shower, had the experience of like, when else are you wet? You know what I mean? By choice. So it really is a completely different environment. If you really stop to think about if you slow down and think about a shower, it's a wild 15 minutes of your day. It's (laughs) absolutely out of the ordinary if you really think about it. And so I really gave myself the space to build most of my show the shower. Anyway, the intuition is there when you slow down and you take a shower. Change your environment. That's what it is. Well, I lost my headphones one time for weeks. Going on walks, having thoughts. Was actually having thoughts again. (laughs) You were going to say, and you found them in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Found them in the shower drain. Never found them again. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I'd take a break from listening to everything while I'm walking. You know, like I can just actually sit in my thoughts. Uh, it's very hard to do in in today's society. <laughs> you know, I keep laughing at like for babies, they make all these toys now that are just high contrast images, you know, because that's like the new toy thing is like they can only see black and white. So we make all these toys in black and white that they can stare at or whatever. And it is true that you put one in front of them and they're like, and I'm like, that's all it takes is a two black lines on a white piece of paper and they're having the time of their goddamn lives. You know, there's a point where that's all we needed. I mean, everyone, please go put that in your artist tool belt. Contrast. We just need some contrast. (laughs) There's a good show. Contrast. Two different colors. What's going on? (laughs) Anyway, we were so simple once. Uh, And we still are. That's the fucked up thing. We're actually still so simple, but we got to make it complicated. Where are you, Preston, on, like, as artists, the smart to stupid scale? Where do you fall? Do you feel like you approach things from a sort of heady place or are you just like stupid, silly, let's play? I make my best art when I'm stupid and I play. And the second that I try to get smart, I'm going to get one really good line that needs to be like next to the silly, but only (laughs) one line. The rest of it needs to be as silly as possible. I even do an exercise called Silly Space with my students 
to be like, stop being so smart and just be silly in this little box in front of everybody. And it really breaks open things, especially for my students who are not theater majors. So we get them in that little silly space. And I really do think on the other side of it is like a a new version of self of taking the brain the fuck out of it because it doesn't need to be there or it needs to be there for a little while. And then you have to throw it away. That's where I'm at on that scale. And I think the silly is the smart. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's what actually speaks to it. It's the most universal thing. Have you done clown? Should we do clown? <laughs> we should do. Wait, if you all want to take clowning together, I've never done it officially. And I would absolutely do it with y'all. We got to go to Tali. Tali's class. She teaches okay. clowning. We should think about doing clown. Especially with our babies, <laughs> I feel like we could really sort of give them Aww, a good time if we yeah. knew clown. Oh my god, yeah, Nicole, you're and the things we would learn from them just watching them. Yeah, they love faces. Mm. They love goofiness. I'm trying to remember wow. all the songs I've ever known. I'm singing Wicked Beatles. I don't know anything I can. You're singing Wicked and Beatles. To your I'm baby. like, what songs are like ingrained in your body? Do you know what I well, mean? Well, I know like, what song is ingrained in your body, Jenny. So you need to be singing that that Baker. That Baker song. <laughs> oh my God, Preston, number one fan of the pod. <laughs> Listen to every right. two I was weeks the to Baker. get ready. <laughs> wow. Which also something about your pod, the way that you all talk about hating sports, but the way that you do bring sports into almost every episode. And now I've done it. I brought. We had made it. This we far. don't purposefully bring it in, do we? <laughs> we talk like about guests sports? bring it in. No, y'all bring it in sometimes too. It's very <gasps> funny. Wow, we love sports. I love it. Nicole, we secretly But love you can sport. delete this because you made this whole, we've made it this whole app without sports. No, I think, I, think I said football already today. <laughs> I feel like I said football tonight. I don't know. You watched the big game, Nicole. No, I didn't watch the big game, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the big game, Jenny. Big game. Neat. I watched part of it. Anyway. I just watched the 15 minutes surrounding the halftime, the 15 minutes surrounding Usher. And I did see two commercials for Christianity (laughs) within that 15 minutes. Within that 15 minutes. Several Jesus commercials and a Scientology commercial. I'll tell you what, we got to make these religions pay taxes because, yeah, it's not. (laughs) You should not be able to afford that. The, well, and also the the money spent on the ads that you're not going and spending it on supposedly Christian things. I'm a little food, confused about, uh, about that. Well, I did see the Wicked commercial, and that's oh yes, yeah, what I care about. They also were in attendance, Ariana and Cynthia. There was a Super Bowl Wicked push. I was like, what is this crossover? Why are we doing it at the Super Bowl? But it, I guess it did work. So I saw it and i am the target audience so it just seems a weird I think, time to roll it out i think having like there's the people who always tune in for the halftime show and then there's the people there that just wanted to catch a glimpse of taylor and so therefore they had everybody they had everybody we were all they there. had all the eyes not me though i'm so cool and different that Nicole, i didn't what did you do instead I I do my own thing in my own house. I oh. did my own things. I can eat yes. dip whenever I want. <laughs> I don't need. Would it be buffalo chicken dip, or would it be which is Jenny, or would it be um, French onion dip, which would be Michael Michael Cyril Crichton? Huh? 
Oh, which dip would it be? Wow. Yeah, I'm a Guilty freak, scene. you guys. Binge well, something else I'm working watched. on in therapy is my, what's the word called when you don't stop thinking about something? Obsessive. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a different word. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you, like fixation. Okay. I'm working on fixation. I'm working on fixation. fixation. Fixation, yeah, it can be hard. But for this pod, we do encourage fixation. Fixation, yes. I am fixated to... How are you brainwashed? So let Um, me, I want to tell you what I was doing during the rest of the Super Bowl, other than the halftime show, which was catching up on the traders, which I hear you all are fans of. Absolutely. Larson Marcus are broken up. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. That's what the internet's saying. Oh, I I, barely know who that is, but yes. (laughs) Oh, really? The housewife and the boyfriend that were on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew now. Just me. Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm not saying big. I'm just saying, listen, so my boyfriend is just now entering into the Housewives universe. Welcome. And he, I mean, he's known about yeah, it. He's like, I think he's actually watched some of the, the girls trips and such, but he entered into it. I have found it's not a great experience for me and I respect it so deeply. I just get really... When I watch episodes, I have such a fun time while I watch it. And then I go away and I think about it. And I'm like, I hope she's okay. And do you think <laughs> do you think that that was real or was that produced? And like, if it was not produced, then I feel really sad for them. But if it was produced and I feel really taken advantage of, like, it's just, I'm picking it apart too much. Yeah, you're not going into it with the right head. <laughs> I understand. So, but I can't watch it with him. And he was pretty bummed about that. And so I was very excited when we found the traders because we get to have Mm. a little housewife experience together, but within things that make us both happy. Because I love them when I know it's not real life stakes, which I'm not sure if it's real life stakes on their (laughs) the show either. So I'm really enjoying getting to know these housewives in in terms of a game because I love a game. I love a game. Phaedra is really, Mm -hmm. I think, could win. I don't know. Yeah. I I I think it's definitely an option. No one's onto her except for Trishel. Right. I feel proud of Trishel that she got there. That's good thinking for Trishel. Yeah. And what do you think about the turn? Like, what do you think about the last ditch effort to stay in the game by calling out your fellow competitors? That's pretty. I I didn't like that for Dan. I think if it fucking worked, like it would have been a good move, but he fucking blew it up, sucked ass yeah him out and he's a loser and i'm glad he's gone (laughs) i am bummed that peter did not take the bait and become a traitor i know i thought that would have been really fun for him to take down his little posse i thought that was a fun idea yeah he doesn't understand television and that's he doesn't he's a bachelor he was also a bad bachelor i am so thirsty for ct ct's energy is making me oh no maybe it's because i'm this pregnant but mm, ct but, like is you and phaedra something. both phaedra mm-hmm. is into it is phaedra married right now no is ct married no are they in love if they fuck one time i will feel so happy <laughs> i don't need them to be in love but if they just fuck one time he there is something about a guy with a little hat like that and a Boston <laughs> accent with like big <laughs> sausage hands. Oh my God, he's so. Oh. Well, this actually transition us nicely to our last Ooh. seg on the pod, which is casting. So, Preston, casting 
as you know, as faithful <laughs> last, last two weeks, passing is a game that we're going to play now where we are going to come up with a category. Is it traitors? I don't know. And um, yes, we're gonna sort of, spoiler, it's traitors. Yes. <laughs> we're going to yes. cast ourselves and each other within that category based on vibes and essence. And yeah, I think do you guys want to do traitors. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's do traders. Originally, originally, I was gonna say oh, you have we, an idea. Sorry, yeah. No, no, no. It was traders. I was gonna say it should be <laughs> just the original three traders themselves. But now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we can open it to the rest. What do you all think, community? I think the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. fun options. I, I'm locked in. I too am locked in. Oh, I'm not even close. This is gonna take me hours. We don't know about hours, Preston. So try to <laughs> be a little bit shorter than that. Is this the longest anyone has ever taken? Absolutely not. Not not. <laughs> okay, I'm choosing to be ready. Well, I'm happy to go first. Preston gave you Deontay, oh, wow. who God, was wow. our lovely sports guy. There to bring it back to sports, who <laughs> felt too bad about oh, murdering yes. his friends that he needed to leave early. it was upsetting to him and i just feel that i could really see you getting cast on one of these shows and then just be like this is not making me feel good i'm i don't want to do mean things i'd like to actually go home please I um, feel so seen and understood <laughs> that answer, and I did not see it coming. It's really special. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, his vibe was really lovely, and, and he just was crying after every elimination, and, and just was like, for my mental health, I actually need to get out of here. Yeah. And, so... and he was so passionate about getting, like, when he yeah. thought he knew, he was, like, in there and passionate. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was really beautiful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, I gave you Trishel. I mean, and yes, am I bringing in sort of that real world Las Vegas Trishel into the mix? Of course, you know, I've known her for so long. But there's just something feels Southern about her. Don't know if she is Southern, but feels mm, Southern, yeah. especially with a name like Trishel. Smart, you know, incredible at doing the bird calls challenge. Um, a, a, a solid competitor. A surprising and solid competitor, and also like the only girl in the boys' alliance, which feels a oh, little God. Jenny coded in <laughs> 2007 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love a beret. She's always and honey. a goddamn beret. So it was yes. a fun look. Okay, um, I'll take it. Thank you. I think I'm ultimately going to go with MJ. I think just like strong and wrong, just making <laughs> declarations. Sometimes they're right, but a lot of times they're not. I loved the episode where they were in the the famous Ekansu episode where MJ was in the everyone was saying, MJ, you absolutely were killed. Everyone put their roses in her coffin. Just everyone was so sure she's going. And then in the last episode, she's like, hey, you guys are talking. Like, I'd really love to be involved. And they were like, no. And she's like, okay, but then how will I know what you're talking about if I'm not here? (laughs) Just feeling akin to MJ. So that's where I landed. Gorgeous. I originally gave you MJ, Nicole. That was my initial instinct. And then the last minute, I changed it to Larsa. I feel Larsa really came in strong and hot with a lot of takes. That feels Nicole to me. And also her takes were correct. Like she was on to Dan before a lot of people were on to Dan. I think you would play it smarter than Larsa did. But there's something Larsa to me about you. 
for myself, I gave myself John. Yeah, I did consider him you. as well. Same. <laughs> Same. I feel like John's just sort of floating around, getting by because people are being nice to him. Yeah, that would sort of end up being my journey on that show. It'd be like, who's going to take care of me and just sort of tell me what to do? Harvey leading him through the woods. That feels correct. Someone would really be like, everyone feels like they have to take care of John. But he did a great job through those woods. He he made yeah, it. He, he did. It. And Parvati was so nice to yeah. get him through. Also, I could watch a show that is just John and Sandra running. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would tune in very hot and heavy for that Happily. show. And then Preston, my gut originally told me Parvati. Just, I think it was the headbands. I just could mm-hmm. really see you in the headbands and then at the last minute i decided to change it to bergy <laughs> like bergalicious you know again i think it was the deonte of nicole really influenced me of like oh you know what preston's not a black widow like poverty preston is a kind gentle person who could figure out how the lights worked <laughs> the only one who knew <laughs> The timing of those lights, and I feel like, yeah, I don't know, Burgalicious. You could really give a good audition for Bergy, I think. So that's where I nobody, nobody wants to listen to him, but he is often correct, which I find really fascinating. Yeah, find your voice, Bergy. Sing out, Bergy. Yes. Thanks. I'm going to take that for Pressy too. All right, here we go. I too gave. Jenny Trichelle. Oh, yes. Because I right. think there's something, what I really like about Trichelle's game is I feel like she's letting the emotional in, but also staying grounded. So I think that there's a lot of like practicality going on, but she's not afraid to be like, also, I am vulnerable. We are all supposed to be protecting each other. Hello. So I really like that she's sort of bringing in that call to action to everyone while also being super, like she's not over the top, right? Mm-hmm. And the berets, please and thank you. <laughs> Nicole, I, did give you Phaedra. And I'm going to tell you that it is solely for the one-liners. Um, <laughs> and that's why I wish I watched The Housewives more. I wish I could toughen my skin a little to get in there <laughs> because the one-liners are just gold. And yeah. also she's kind of a queen of distraction, which I think you are also very mm. good at mm-hmm. to make sure that we're having a good time mm-hmm. and also that we're not getting too hot on your trail. Yes. <laughs> for what's really going on. For what's really going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what was that line? She said something about estrogen. What was the, an estrogen riot? It's like, she's causing an estrogen riot, which <laughs> even just the two words, estrogen and riot together feels beautiful. She is a wordsmith. I will say that. Oh, she has is given us some of the, the best lines yes. of all time. Yeah. And then the thing is, is that I gave myself someone I wish I was more than I actually am, uh, which is Parvati. I just think that she is so cool. (laughs) She really (laughs) is. She's a very cool person. And I really love watching her in Survivor. And I also, what I really appreciate, honestly, is that the headbands are absolutely ridiculous. But (laughs) everything under the headband is just vicious. So I really appreciate that silliness and also just that I find her to be very attractive. And so I'm wishing to be Parvati. That's how my casting would work for myself. 
I just want to be the thing I wish I was as opposed to what I would actually be. Oh, Aren't all actors sort of thinking about <laughs> casting in that way? <laughs> yes. A thousand percent. Also, I wouldn't mind being at Kinsuit just because of the tiny little interjection she has every time Alan would speak. She would be the only, he would ask these rhetorical questions that were just <laughs> meant for the camera. And she'd be like, yes. <laughs> oh, hello. Wasn't original. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we go real quick, who do you think is going to win? I don't know how it works. Oh, wait. I have to tell you all something. What? Have you seen the British one? No. No. Okay. The British one is real people and it is extremely dramatic and very fun. The third or fourth episode is like this emotional explosion. It is. There's a real life love triangle. There's just a lot of anxiety in that house. And I I do recommend. It's pretty special. I don't know how to tell you who's going to win because I don't know what happens. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Either a, I'm gonna, a, a faithful or a traitor wins, right? Actually, I, I think the, the group season. of faithful, we have to see who we end up with at the end. Right. I think the faithfuls okay. are going to are gonna figure it out. Amazing. I'm going to go Phaedra because come on, why not? Yeah. I hope Phaedra wins, but she got to get rid of Trishel. So we'll see. Ooh, good she got to get rid of Trishel. Preston, you did it. You did it successfully. You were you on this podcast. podcast. Wow. Welcome to the world. Thank you for for being pod with us. Yes, oh, for pushing us your fears. You did a great yeah. job. You did a great thanks. job. Terrific. It's guest. all thanks to y'all. It's all this atmosphere you have created. Thank you so much for having me. Where can all our friends sort of keep up with Preston Martin? Absolutely nowhere. I'm not online. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Maybe, I mean, there is PrestonMartin.com, which isn't super updated, but I do have some new video work coming out that will be out there in the world. And I should just remember to update that website. That's what I should do. That's Hard. why we do the podcast is to help people remember that they should update their websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really good good cause you got here. Yeah, it's a good cause. <laughs> doing the work beautiful thank you thanks for us thanks y'all thanks,